Hi there and welcome to Hugh. My name is Darren and I hope today that as you listen to this podcast that you'll be encouraged, you'll have some more understanding about God and what he is up to. Today I'd just like to explain why I have three crosses on my podcast cover design, especially since Christianity usually displays only one cross. So why do I have three crosses and not one? The reason being because everyone is involved with God, whether people realize it or not. God sees everyone and no one is left out. You may be a Buddhist, a Muslim, an atheist, a hater of God, a Christian, or someone who really does not care. But the bottom line is, God's plan involves you and everyone around you. Whether you work with God or against God, God is right in the middle of it all. And God's plan is always moving forward with you in it. As you are listening to this podcast, I would like you to reflect over your life because I will be asking you an important question a little bit later on. Let us listen to a few verses that describe the scenario of the three crosses about 2,000 years ago. In chapter 27 of Matthew, it says two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with Jesus also heaped insults on him. Also in the book of Luke, in chapter 23, it says this, Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was written a notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Do you not fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are being punished justly. We are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now this situation is a pretty dramatic scene involving Jesus and those around him. And that's what I like to have a look at. Jesus Christ was crucified between two other people. His cross was no bigger or smaller than the other two crosses beside him. There's a few pieces of wood put together to humiliate and inflict a painful death to the person who was hung on it. Jesus was put up on that cross 
because many people had a grudge against him because he shared the truth about God. Some people embraced it, but others were totally offended by it. And there was something different about his cross. It had someone innocent on it. He went to the cross quietly. He went willingly and very quietly. He was following a plan given to him by his heavenly father, a plan that would take a lot of courage. And Jesus, at this particular time, is completely trusting in his father for strength to get him through. Now, the two other crosses have very different stories. And those stories represent you and I. They represent us because just like them, we also make bad decisions that put us into painful situations that we regret, situations that cannot be undone, situations that other people will punish us for, and it's not nice. There is no person that is exempt from this. We all make bad decisions at some point in our lives, and we end up being nailed to the problems that we cause, and most times justly so. The other similarity we have with these two criminals is that we blame God and we want him to fix our problems. Just like the criminals, we turn around to God and demand that he fix our situation if he really is a caring God. That is, if he really is God. You're a God of love. These bad things are your fault. So sort it out if you are true, if you are really real. Sounds familiar? Here we are, hanging off our own cross, nailed to our problems, blaming the guy in the middle because he claims to be God. He is responsible because he's meant to be in control. And if he is in control, then he has the power to fix it. I tell you what, we really like putting God into his box. We nail our problems to God because a lot of the time we are not happy with the results of life sometimes. The center cross. Why is the center cross there? And what was his plan? Actually, to give your life hope, to encourage you to make a change, to open the door to understand who God really is. Think about this. What was Jesus' reaction to the two criminals next to him? What did he say to them when they were hurling insults at him? I'll tell you what he said. Did you hear that? That's right. There was absolute silence. This silence causes one of the criminals to stop hurling insults. He actually starts to take into what really is going on here. And what does he realize? God did not put him in this nasty situation. It was all his own doing. His decisions in life caught up with him and now he is paying for it. They could not go back. The criminals could not undo what they had done. Fortunately for them though, they were crucified next to a person that was willing and able to undo their past deeds. And that is what this is all about. And it's the same for us. Have you ever wondered why God does not come crashing down out of heaven, constantly pointing the finger at us, constantly correcting us? He doesn't. He lets us wander around in our lives, living with the decisions that we make, waiting for us to wake up and realize while we end up in situations 
that should not be. Jesus had said everything he needed to say before he was crucified. He told us how we should live our lives before God. Then Jesus went quietly to the cross and suffered at our hands because of the decisions that we made. Jesus' silence on the cross tells us that he did not come to judge us, but to connect us. His silence says, I will forgive you regardless of what you have said or done against him. Jesus chose to be nailed to the cross next to you, and his silence should encourage you to reflect over your life to what you have been doing. He came especially to show you the way to live, and through the cross he is offering you forgiveness that you may journey together with him into eternity. Tell me, which cross are you nailed to, and who are you blaming? Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'd like to thank the Tattooed Preacher for the music in the background. It's called Inside of Me. It's a place where God is always working. And have a great day. Thank you. Bye.